Welcome to another episode of season two, everybody. And you know, we're kind of like our own family here. But we also watched the movie The Family, coincidentally. As always, I'm your co-host, Jordan, and with me are my other co-hosts, John and Ryan. John, how are you? Doing good. Ryan, how are you? I'm good. Good. We are all here together. We watched an atrocious movie. Yes. That As we're... we always do. Yeah, because <laughs> why would we watch good movies? You know, those don't exist. Uh, but uh, just a little bit of background information on The Family. This 2013 movie was directed by Luke... Besson, I think that's what's how it's pronounced, and it stars Robert De Niro as Fred Blake slash Giovanni Manzoni as the father, Michelle Pfeiffer as Maggie Blake slash Maggie Manzoni the mother, Diana Agron as Belle Blake slash Belle Manzoni the daughter, and John DeLeo as Warren Blake slash Warren Manzoni the son. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is Robert Stansfield, the FBI agent, and some guy who looks a lot like Tony Shalhoub, who's the guy from Spy Kids who gets a bunch of heads on his head. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay. Um, have you seen Spy Kids? Yeah. This okay. What? The first Spy Kids? Yeah, the first one. He's, he's the guy who tries to take over Floop's position at Floop's castle. Well, you remember a lot. Oh, I remember Spy the Spy Kids. The weird thumb people. Yes. Okay, well... I'll just trust you. Okay, yeah. So, this guy, I swear he was the guy from Spy Kids. He wasn't, because I looked him up and he ain't in this movie. Um, so, I'll probably just refer to him as Spy Kids Man whenever he comes up. Okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> this movie... Wait, who did he play in this? He's the murder guy who's trying to find... Oh, and Jay. Robert Robert dude? No, um, the assassin guy. Okay. Yeah, who, like, goes and talks with the families and oh, then shoots them. Oh, gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Spy Kids that's Man. That's his character trait, just... Talks with people and shoots them. Yeah. A lot of character traits in this. Yeah, a lot of anger issue traits in this movie, too. Um, But this movie has a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes, so one of our higher movies. It has a 41% audience rating, it had a $30 million budget, and it had a box office of $78.4 million. So it's not a flop. No. Um, Our next movie isn't a flop. Hey. But you know, and eventually we gonna get to some more Razzie material because we ain't had any Razzie material in a while. Oh, yeah. um, but we're gonna get back to that because Razzies are what matters here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, John, would you like to summarize this movie for us, or Ryan? Would you like to <laughs> <laughs> Ryan? Would you like to summarize this movie for us? Is that why you ate the fudge right at that moment? No. <laughs> and I'm eating that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So the family. Uh, with uh, Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer. They have to keep moving around because they're in witness protection because they were in the mafia. They told secrets on everybody and now they're running for their lives. Do we know they told secrets? Yeah. Okay. Sure. They say that? Okay. But for the longest time, like, I wasn't totally sure. It's one like one time, sentence. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And there's no good backstory to this whole thing. No. No. There isn't. As we're bound to learn, because this movie starts with us, we're just in the car with the family. And they've been driving for apparently 11 hours. That's key, 11 hours. Because when they pull up to this new house out in France, they're in Paris, no, Normandy. not Normandy. Normandy. I don't know why God, France from. <laughs> oh, because a girl goes to France. Or, they talk about France a lot. Yeah, they talk yeah. about France. Um, they're from Italy, mm-hmm. but they go to Normandy. Mm-hmm. And they speak French there. So they get to Normandy, and they're in this like safe house, and... The first, or were you going to say something? It looks like a really crappy house at first, but when we see it's it in beautiful. the daylight, it's beautiful. It's very, yeah, it looks like a dump on the outside. Yeah, because they're like going down these back alleys and stuff, and I was like, where are they going? And then in the day, it's just a normal neighborhood. Like, it's a beautiful home. And then there's like a total like hoarder's shed in the back, which yeah. also made me think it was a dump, but then I was like, oh wait, no. There's this perfect typewriter that yeah. just <laughs> happens to be there for Robert De Niro. I don't know. But whatever. Uh, so they all get out and unpack their stuff. We don't really get names for a little bit. No. And Robert De Niro is out burying, or burying, burying, (laughs) sure, burying a body in the backyard. And back in the car, one of them said it stinks in the car, and Robert De Niro blamed it on the dog that they had. Poor dog. And, like, the body was just in the back of the car. They could have looked over the seat at any point. Yeah. But this 11-hour car ride had a body in the car. Decomposing. No one, except Robert De Niro, knew about it. 
no one smelled or really complained that much about a dying corpse in the car, but you know what? It is what it is. It's whatever. So Robert De Niro buries the body in the backyard. We don't know who it is for a while. I don't think it's like later until half the movie until we learn who it is. And then the next day comes, the kids are already starting school, so I guess they're already enrolled. Uh, And Michelle Pfeiffer's accent is hit or miss because sometimes it's there and sometimes it ain't. It's It's like a pretty faint Italian accent. I guess Jersey, because they're from Jersey. Well, they're from Brooklyn. Yeah. They're trying to pretend to be from Italy. They are? Yeah, because that's where they just were. They've already moved well, a couple times. Well, they told everyone they're Americans. Yeah. I don't know. It's all <laughs> I don't know either. I thought they were, yeah, because I thought they were sell- selling the idea that they were Americans living in France. No. But they just moved from, I don't know. Okay, yeah, <laughs> none of us know for sure. Because they were, where was it they were at before? Paris. No, they had a fancier name. The Riviera. Riviera, They, yeah. they were at the Riviera. Yeah. But, um, so Michelle Pfeiffer has this New Jersey accent that is... There sometimes, sometimes she just throws it out the window and pretends like it never she's existed. Just as confused as we are of who she's supposed to be. That's <laughs> True. She's she just shows up to set. She's like, "Where am I? <laughs> what am I doing here again?" Poor Michelle. She got Alzheimer's. Because did this she? Is, no. Who's oh. <laughs> about to feel? Lord, terrible. no. Oh my gosh. No, but this is her second time on the podcast because she was in our second episode, What Lives Beneath. So mm-hmm. welcome back, Michelle. It's good to have you here. Uh, I was going to say, it'd be nice if this was episode two of season two, but it's not. Um, yeah. So close. Episode well, three. maybe she'll... Okay, so it's episode three of season two. Maybe she'll come back in season three episode of episode four. four. Okay. Mm. Okay, we're, I'll have to find something. So many bad movies. There's <laughs> so many <laughs> options. So the kids go to school and like, I hate... I think we've discussed this before some other time. I hate the whole stereotype of how, like, kids automatically know who new kids are. I mean... At this giant oh, school. Oh, it was yeah. a decent-sized school, but yeah. But just, at our school, we wouldn't. I, yeah. But I'm just like, everyone already knows who they are, that they're from America. Um, I don't know how they already know this information, how it's just been spread to everyone, but everyone knows. And then, does anyone in this family know French? Yes, the mom does. Okay. She can't speak it. No, no, though. no, she can. She doesn't. She speak has to it. feign stupid. Oh, because she's a stupid American. Because she's a stupid American. Well, she. I, I want more details. I like want more. Yeah, because she never speaks French. No. None of this family ever speaks but French. But remember, she's at the grocery store. She can hear. And she, and she understands what they say. What they say. She yeah. had to pretend to be a stupid white person. Oh, okay. Or a stupid American. Well, I mean. I feel like she'd blend in more if she just spoke French. Yeah, but imagine like these new Americans move to your French town and they speak perfect French mm. with like the accent and everything. I don't know. That'd be a little suspect. It's just no, everyone speaks English for them. Like yeah. everyone at the school already know, knows English. Knows Even the students were pretty fluent. Yeah, teachers included spoke English just for these Is that an two American students. Thing? Like we're all bigoted and don't learn other languages. Yeah, yeah I think so. Well, I mean, I well like. The few times we've gone, like, to other countries, like, we just speak, you know, we assume everyone else speaks English, too. Uh, which is rude on our part, because we shouldn't expect everyone just to know. But everybody does. But everyone does, so <laughs> it works in our favor. And, you know, while we're at the grocery store, Michelle goes to the grocery store, and she's asking for peanut butter. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. the obsession with peanut butter? I don't know. It's a very American thing. Okay. Is it? Yeah. Hmm? Okay. But, like, they could make their own peanut butter. It's not good. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they want it that bad, they could. But they are, like, the people at this grocery store are so, so rude. rude. They're like, no, we don't have peanut butter. And then they start speaking French smack about Michelle. Yeah, they're like, those fat Americans. Yeah. All they do is, like, eat butter. <laughs> and Michelle is, like, so overwhelmed and so unable to control her obvious anger issues that she passed down to her children um or maybe she just got it from her husband because he needs to be locked up somewhere she goes and freaking blows up the storage room of the grocery store for no i mean like yeah they insulted you oh no no one has good coping skills in this movie yeah no one peanut butter now like i'm Honestly shocked that the Witness Protection Program continues to protect this family because they don't deserve it. No. At all. Poor Tommy Lee Jones just looks so done with them. His job is so hard. Yeah, he's the old man at the end. I like how I just thought that was his name. 
No, well, you're good. Um, <laughs> but I felt real, and you could. He did a good job of playing like the tired. Did he person voice Mister Incredible's lawyer? Yes. Okay. <gasps> or there was he looks guy. so much like the guy. Too. He looks like I think that's why. Yeah, it's Tommy Lee Jones. Did, did he no way. Okay. Now you're gonna make me. <laughs> I am so. If, wow. I think it is. I was thinking that all last night when we watched it. Oh yeah. dang. Because. Because he, he, he looks, he like looks him almost yeah, I, exactly. I like imagine him. they modeled him after him. Oh dang, Tommy Lee! Wow, he was also Two Face in Batman Forever. Not Batman and Robin, which we did watch, but Batman Forever. It's he the was, one with Jim Carrey yeah. as the Riddler and Nicole Kidman as the femme fatale. Yep, it is Tommy Lee Jones. Wow. Wow. I say they modeled him after him. The voice was similar. So. Oh, okay, well, The Incredibles is even more incredible well, now. The voice act might actually be different. <gasps> it is a different voice, but that's totally oh, in the Tommy sequel, Lee Jones. it so looks like him. It so Wait, looks like him. So the Incredibles based his face off of him. Maybe he just didn't want to come back for the second one. Oh, so just he's in just in the first, okay. not the second. Well, yeah, the no. second was so long side after. By sides of them. Uh, that, <laughs> they do look pretty much identical. Mm-hmm. So he did or did not voice in the first one. He did in the first. Okay, not in the second. Okay, gotcha. He just do busy. I was confused. I just thought they stole his face and then made someone else voice him. We like your face, not your voice. I hope he could like trademark that. You know. Yeah. Can you trademark a? Well, I mean, like you can't. Mm. Property rights. Well, like most of those movies that are animated, like these aren't real characters. They're not Mm -hmm. based on anybody, and that's how. That's pretty much based on Tom. Yeah, that's. I'm sure that's that's different, but that's how they get around the idea of having to like people trademark themselves. Oh, okay. Right. That. I mean. People try and do that with my face all the time with their product. <laughs> um, well, I, sure. I, yeah. I know, I know. It's, it's hard to believe. Um, so, Michelle blows up this grocery store. No one knows or finds out or anything about it. Away. Except Robert does find out, I guess, later because he just hears about it and he's like, oh, that's my wife because yeah. she's <laughs> apparently done it before. Yeah, he's like, you gotta stop blowing up the grocery stores. <laughs> and I was just like, how many other, <laughs> how many other victims? The guy he buried was the grocery store dude. Really? Yeah, that's what they said. From the the French, from no, the Normandy. No, from the last place. Oh, oh, but he never does anything to the Normandy grocery store guy. Well, he already well, lost his whole he business. He lost his business. He still has his and life. He might have been true. injured. Uh, um, well, no, because he runs out. After the explosion. With his little broom, like, what just happened? I know. <laughs> that is true, he did this. So he was okay. Well, the one person Robert De Niro didn't kill in this movie. <laughs> so th- then we go to the school and we meet the kids, like, having lunch and they're, like, talking and meeting new people. And these kids are crazy. And we get all the stereotypical kids mm-hmm. in the school. Like, the cool kids the who, like. The engineer's son. Mm-hmm. And nerd. And then, I guess, um,. I don't even remember her name. Belle. That's her name. Okay. I guess <laughs> Belle is... <laughs> she's just hot girl. Like, is that just all she is? Yeah. Okay. That's the sister, right? Yeah, yeah that's the sister. Yeah. She's just a pretty face, I guess. And yeah. all she does is like boys. Yeah. She... You know, I'm gonna just call it girls. like I see it. She a hoe. She like, is a She hoe. is a hoe in this oh movie. Gosh. It was crazy. She just goes... Like, that's the exact same character she plays in Glee. I was gonna say, she was on Glee before yeah. she came Glee. in this movie. I'm only... Found that on IMDb. I couldn't even make it through the first season, but the, like that's the exact same character, <sighs> except she just punches a few people in this oh, one. Oh well, yeah. So no wonder they gave her this role. Well, I bet they were happy to get rid of her ugly. <laughs> but anyway, so she falls for this teacher. He's a good-looking dude. Yes, he but has no boundaries. No. First of all, he has no boundaries. First of all, or second she of all, she has, has no boundaries. boundaries. Like she knows good and well in America, this is illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 100%. Maybe, I mean, I don't... My extensive history of French <laughs> law does not include sodomy between uh, <laughs> underage people. Well, she could be 18. I don't well, know. Well, that's what Even I thought, still. I thought maybe she was older or something because of the witness protection. But her reaction to what happens reminded me, no, she's like 15. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, maybe... Because I want to be like, okay, maybe she's a senior and maybe she's 18. Mm-hmm. And that makes it legal. No, but she wasn't because the, when they were at lunch, they were talking about, but the senior girls already got him on lockdown or something. Mm. And she was like, because she's not a senior. Oh, okay. So oh, she's right. not a senior. Okay, so she's, so she's, she's, she's underage. Yeah. 
But she looking for whoopee time with the math teacher. Yeah, but like Europe's different because you can drink younger than you can here. And yeah, I'm not I saying it's like, But that's a good thing. That's <laughs> a good thing. But uh, it just made me very uncomfortable. And even the teacher was like, this is wrong. Yeah, and for the lo- I think he played... Maybe he didn't play dumb. He may have just been dumb. Like, yeah, he was so he, focused on math. Because they did lessons for long time. That was I his character it. trait. Yeah. Math. I know. <laughs> math is fantastic. <laughs> mm, okay. But, <laughs> so she falls for him, and then the loser kid, I'm just going to call him Mole, because his mole really stuck out to me the entire that movie. Uh, he is like, oh, I'm going to make connections to, like, take down the person who, like, beat me up on the first day already. Yeah. Um, and... So, I'm trying to think of what he does first. Or he just knows everyone, like, already. First, he talks to the nerdy math kid. Oh, and yeah. he gets him, like, a baseball card. He won a baseball card. He forges it for him. Yeah, he forged mm-hmm. it. And then, after that, he talks to... Uh, the guy... Oh, the kid who wants to pass math. Yeah, and yeah, can't. The, yeah. And she's like, all right, you owe me a favor now. And then mm-hmm. he talks to the girl. Because he got the math homework from the smart kid, gave it to the big guy, so he mm-hmm. passed math. And then they, he got all of them together to beat up. Oh, and then he talked to Cigarette Chick. Yeah. Because apparently there's only one person who sells cigarettes at this school. She yes. holds the cigarette market in schools, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Did not know that? No. I mean, like, in American well, schools, I could see that more of a thing. Yeah. Maybe. Because it's And I was like, what is the tobacco age in French? Again, my French knowledge does not cover this area. <laughs> But I was like, you know, if drinking is a lot younger here, I would think Maybe cigarettes so. would be too. Yeah. So I don't know why she covers the market, but apparently she do. Well, um, now you have to be 21 here. What? Now you have to be 21 here. I right? thought it was 18. They, they moved it, it up. <gasps> Dang. Yeah. And we in tobacco country. Yeah, that is a good thing. Yeah. Um, we are literally in the tobacco state. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are in tobacco state. Uh, so, so he gets Cigarette Girl to be like, hey, split your cost with me or something. Mm-hmm. 50-50. Yeah. And then he steals from the nurse's office just like a bottle of like antiseptic. I don't know what it was, or... but he yeah. gave him to a dude and told him it would work like Viagra. Oh, did That he? is right. Yeah. I do remember that. He now said, that take one now. of these and you'll feel like a horse. Yes. Okay. I remember that subtlety and I was like. I did not get that well, subtlety. I, I made a comment to you afterward. I was like, why was she stalking that? That's oh, a I... good question. Why does the nurse... What else could that be used I don't for? know. I don't... We don't even... Maybe the math teacher. I don't know. So we ain't even gonna go there. So meanwhile, Robert De Niro is at the house and he's starting to write a book, I guess, with the super amazing mint condition typewriter it's beautiful. hidden in all of the clutter crap of this house. In the greenhouse. In the greenhouse. Or sunroom. I don't know which. I think it's a greenhouse. Okay. Or I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. And he talks with his neighbor and introduces himself, and he comes up with the story that he's a writer on a topic he doesn't even know anything about. Yeah. yeah. Which is such a rookie move. Especially was, in the city where the... So I was going to say, yeah. I think his goal is to pick a topic that like they wouldn't know about. Yeah, but, but like he, he's in Normandy, and he's going to talk about Normandy. Yeah. <laughs> and so the guy's like, oh, so are you going to talk about this? He's just like, no, I'm talking about the Marines. He's like, the Marines weren't here. Yeah. And so it was just so stupid. And I'm like, no wonder you need to relocate. You can't come up with a good cover. <laughs> Get done. Which I feel is like a necessity for anyone with yeah. the mafia, yeah. but okay. He's also not supposed to leave his home. He's also not supposed to leave his home, hey, which he literally does gate. all the time. Like he said, don't step a foot out of the gate. And then the next scene, he steps out of the gate and yeah. just stands there like, heh. Like there is so much, I feel like. He doesn't even want to be in witness protection. He really no. doesn't because he doesn't obey any of the. the no. It gets me so fired up, especially towards the end of the movie when he just like blatantly like makes a show of himself, yeah. and I'm just like, seriously, like you're in the witness protection program. But and his wife's got his back the whole time because mm-hmm. when she's distracting the two guys watching him. And yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. It was strange. Uh, but alas, that is this movie, and we're, we're gonna get more into this because there's more beef I have with the overall <laughs> yeah. of this movie. Uh, but the kids don't have accents either. I want to address that. No. Even though I would assume they spend a majority of their life in Brooklyn. Yeah. Or... The formative years, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like they the should have an accent. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they would have like an accent or something, but they don't. Um, their accent is nothing. No. no. Um, even less than Michelle Pfeiffer's, which is really saying something. <laughs> and then... Uh, I want to know what up with the delivery service at this prison because we transition now to like there's a guy back in Brooklyn in prison who I guess 
was put in prison by Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. We don't. They don't say. We it. don't know. It's why very they... murky. Yeah, we don't really get why. And he gets a finger delivered to him. Yeah. It was the one that the guy cut off in the first scene. Yeah, Spike Kids man kills someone thinking it's Robert De Niro's family, but it's not. They looked just like them. They did. Like, they did look I was pretty similar. For a while. I thought it was going to be about them, TBH. So like, for a while, I, I thought, thought this was, was like going to be like the end of the movie, and then it was going to be like six months earlier. Oh. Yeah, and I feel bad because like I kind of wanted them to die in the end. They were a terrible family. Yeah, I wanted them to die too. I love when the priest like says your family is like an incarnate of like evil. Like, yeah, <laughs> I felt bad. Honestly, I felt bad for Michelle because I was like, you know, me. She wants to. be good you know she going to mass and she went to confession one time that counts for something that confession. Yeah, but if you scare the priest <laughs> like, there is an there is an issue on the rise but um so there's this guy in prison and he just gets stuff delivered to him on the daily yeah. he like runs the prison seems pretty sophisticated for a prison well did you watch like goodfellas the, so a common thing in the time was like in order to stay out of the trouble they give them nice cells and they basically they live in luxury like they would get like kitchens and yeah skin. okay well prison where it's at um <laughs> i suppose like their door was open like they could yeah the guy walked out at one time and i was like oh they're not locked in there okay like they're just chilling until they're free yeah because yeah then the one guy left the room and i was like so this guy isn't even locked in nope. this <laughs> i was mystified okay well this explains a lot Mm-hmm. Uh, but he gets his finger delivered, um, and it's not of the right family. So he's like, "Okay, Robert, Robert is still out there." And then we flash back over to the family, and then like Tommy Lee Jones shows up, and then it's established they've been there for two weeks already. And I was like, yeah. "That was quick. That was okay. weird." I thought there was a weird time skip in there somewhere. Because this is the only way that I noticed it. Tommy Lee asked about a guy named Murad. And Robert De Niro says something about being sold lobsters two weeks ago. That was, was that the, the last grocer that died. Oh, that's so they were buried. they were buds, and then because he's like he disappeared, and Robert's like oh, I don't know. That's the guy he buried at the start. Oh, yeah. So that is the lone reason they left the Riviera because he murdered a dude. Yeah. Well, then or they, they should have left they gone Normandy <laughs> pretty much the day they got there. <laughs> I think the day after they. Yeah, well, that messed up. Okay, well, never mind then, because maybe they haven't been there for two weeks then. I was confused too, but I think that's what that was. Okay, all right. So, for all we know, they've been there a couple of days. Maybe. (laughs) I don't really know, but whatever. Uh, There was a toast that I had at one point when Robert is telling Michelle, like, what his cover is going to be for this town. She's like, how can you be writing a book when you can barely read and you don't know who Eisenhower is? (laughs) And I was like, you tell him, Michelle, how are you for being here? And then there was like a ton of hostility between them at a t- for a time, and I didn't know why. And then they were fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what you at the start were like, are they even a family? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I thought maybe like witness protection, like it was a bunch of like random people, like, okay, live together. You're a family now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they were actually. That would have been an interesting concept. Yeah. We're the Millers. Like, we are the oh, Millers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's already been done. <laughs> we're the Millers, but Mafia. <laughs> um, so, because there was like. A lot of tension between them, and then it disappears completely. Well, and, like, Michelle Pfeiffer is never, like, doting on the kids or caring about them. Like, there's no family aspect to it. Yeah. And for, like, a mafia, like, aren't they, like, family-based? Yeah, they're supposed to be real tight. And, like, by the end of the movie, they're all ready to split ways. Except, I guess, Michelle and Robert. And then, like, at the very, very end, Robert's like, my family's never been closer. And I was like, are you blind? Uh, Are you (laughs) deaf? Are we in love and dancing? Like, (laughs) you are not close with your family at all. this is the closest, hmm. I am real concerned for this family. But whatever. And uh, Michelle then goes over later to, like, the people across the street because they're, I guess, witness protection people Mm -hmm. like, casing the joint to make sure everything's safe. And Michelle's complaining about how they put butter in everything here in Normandy. And I was like, what poor Paula D. I know. I was like, that's an American thing, too. <laughs> yeah. But okay. And then they're like throwing a barbecue because that's when she mentions the idea. She's like, so you really think we're going to do this barbecue? And they're like, yeah, well, Tommy Lee Jones or whatever his character's name is <laughs> really thinks it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, well, okay. And I'm like, Oh, b- we, we back this truck up all the way back to the Riviera because 
This barbecue makes no sense. That was the yeah. first time it was mentioned. That's the first time it's brought up. And then they're like, yeah, well, Tommy Lee Jones thinks it's a great idea. And I'm like, it's a great idea to have a ton of people over to your house so everyone gets to look at Knows you. Knows who you are, recognizes yeah. your Maybe face. Maybe look through your stuff. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't seem like a good idea at all, but... Maybe Tommy Lee Jones is the family. issue. Mm. Mm, I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's the solution. Oh, okay. He and Michelle are this. Well... Maybe just she doesn't do anything in the end. She stabs a guy. She does. She does. But she also does a really weird crawly thing for a long time. She does. I know. I was like, why don't you get up and walk? Like, there's literally a gun that we see drop on the floor, and then we never see it again. She's just like, no, I'm sticking with my knife. Knife. Yeah. "Hmm, How can I help? (laughs) (laughs) You want olive oil, or can I cook (laughs) you something? Um, Very traditional role I guess for her because she doesn't yeah she doesn't do anything she's no. pretty much at the house or blowing up a grocery store for the yeah. entire movie and, or at the church or at the church, at the church the true I mean I'll give her some credit she's trying to actually integrate into this movie which is more because the daughter she just out for whoopee yeah. boy is just out to be a loser Michelle she seems to want to integrate Robert just wants to tell his story of whatever happened that we don't know anything about yeah, we don't get the story yeah no. we just get like these weird snippets and we never even get like any solidification of we what happened we don't know why he was arrested mm-hmm. we don't know yeah and I, w- I like and I always like Robert De Niro like narrating over what's happening but like we didn't get anything I don't think good. the narration in mm-hmm. this one was good I didn't like it I, I just like Robert there De Niro there was like one part that he specifically mentions that was insane but we'll we'll cover when we get there. <laughs> um, and then the pl- so at the house Michelle complains to Robert during a moment of hostility about how like the water is brown which I'm like no thank you Ew. get out of this house introduce sub arc yes which is like a very interesting sub arc yeah. for this film it's like, another environmental film true <laughs> they saw Birdemic and we're like we're gonna do this too <laughs> and you think that's the plot no <laughs> try again <laughs> And the water is brown, and so Robert calls a plumber who's, like, Italian and then is American. And I also thought was, like, a spy because his character was really unconvincing. He was, like, really shady-seeming. Yeah. And I guess they are just like, we need to make him look shady so people don't mind that Robert... Kills him. Essentially beats him to death. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Also, why did this man not press charges? Like, Robert De Niro, like, leaves the hospital. He could say, like, hey, like, this man just beat the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. He's, He's just like, nah, it's chill. Because he beats up a few people and, like, doesn't kill them and just assumes they're not going to say anything. Like, I would go to the police. Yeah, same. Because he's literally, like, he took a pipe. Or, no, it was a baseball bat. It was a baseball bat. He and, broke it on that dude. And then a I had to fast forward because I was like, I, is I can't even. Yeah, he beat him with the bat. And then the bat broke, and he was like, hold on, I'm not finished. And goes and gets a mallet off the wall. Over essentially nothing. Nothing. The dude's like, well. You'll have to replace all your pipes. Well, he was being a little sketchy, because he was like, well, it could be the pipes, and we can replace them, but that might not fix it. And so, he literally pulled a piece off of the pipes, though, and like crumbled it in his hand. <laughs> obviously, the pipes are part of the problem. Yeah, I understand the frustration. The I plumber, don't understand yeah. the murder. Yeah. We have no coping skills in this movie. No. People's, like, first response to anything is violence. Violence. Mm -hmm. And that's all that it is. I will say, Robert De Niro has some really nice banter with the guy that works at the water plant. Does? Because he's like, hey, what's the issue? And the guy's like, oh, fertilizer. And that's it. That's, that's resolution. Yeah. But even still, I was, when we find that out, that's what's the problem with the water. I'm like, there's, like fertilizer and water and people are just drinking it fine with this poo water. question mark well not necessarily poo oh, i'm sorry i don't want not necessarily poo water <laughs> i want clear clean water yeah i don't brown water unless chocolate milk is never <laughs> considered and or hot chocolate is never welcome <laughs> in plumbing but everyone in this town's first of all, knows about the fact that there's a problem with the water and doesn't do anything. Yeah, because later on, when Robert De Niro goes to the fertilizer place, the guy's like, oh, this isn't about the fertilizer. Or the water, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's an issue. Yeah, like, this is like a, you know, human rights issue. (laughs) In a way, like, people need water, but... Yeah, he said buy bottled. I understand, like, hitting him over that, but not what he actually did to the poor dude. Yeah, because then he goes and, like, drags him from his... Yeah. Does he drag him or yes. does he? Oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah. Okay, so that was 
much. A bit much. We're skipping a bit. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we find it like the daughter, oh Belho, is. <laughs> <laughs> Belho finally starts talking with the math guy, and like all of her dialogue with him never makes any sense. No. Because she's just like. I need math lessons. And he was like, well, what do you need math lessons for? And then she's like, what's more important, a good level or motivation? And he's like, motivation. And then she's like, that's all I have? Yeah. And I'm just like... He's like, why do you need lessons? You have good grades. And she's like, I want to learn. She's like, or anything else you like specialize in. Mm. (laughs) And And he's like, oh, math. (laughs) He's pretty clueless to her. So I was honestly shocked when they did whoopee later yeah well he she put her panties in his jacket even still <laughs> i was like <laughs> that'd be a hard one it would have been be funny like, if he was like hinky or something <laughs> like that like blew his nose at it and he was like thank you i have a cold um but i was still pretty shocked that they did make whoopee because yeah. he seemed to have absolutely no interest in her for a relationship no. whatsoever and he doesn't no and he yeah, doesn't true at the end of the movie well, my favorite thing is because she gave her mom, like, this whole monologue. She's like, I'm going to do it with, like, the love of my life and only him. And, like, she didn't even, like, date no. him. No. Didn't yeah. Even, like, there was no first date. she was upset that she, he stood her up. She became suicidal. <laughs> yeah. so she was funny. literally going to jump off the steeple of the church. Yes. Because it's she's bad, like. but I thought that was hilarious. I, thought it was I wanted her to jump. I was like, <laughs> do it and you're out of this movie and I don't have to care about you anymore. Uh, if only ways this movie could have been better um i did love so now that a mole kid has like all of his favors coming in he like gets revenge on the bullies who beat him up at the beginning i loved the body slam i say i like how they literally just had the fat guy run into him yeah and he's just like this is how we do and he just slams his body against the guy he probably cracked all of his ribs because they were up against that wall and did you notice the item that mole kid had in his hand because it was like this pink stick with like some sparkly thing on the end of it (laughs) and i was mystified i was like what is this object because i I was like i rewound it a couple of times and i was like i'm almost 100 percent sure this is pink I'm almost 100% sure there's just, like, waving, like, potpourri on the end of it or something. Like, this is, like, a child's toy wand or something. I I missed that. It was really crazy. Um, But not as crazy as Belle at the beginning. Ho-Belle, sorry. Um, Or Belle-Ho. Apologies. Uh, At the beginning of the movie when she, like, beats a guy's head in with a racket. I loved that scene. Oh, yeah. I did like that scene. I'd seen that scene before, and I was it was nice to finally know where it came from. Oh, where'd you see it before? Like, Instagram or something. Um, And I was like, oh, interesting. And then it started happening. I was like, she's going to pull a racket out and beat him up. (laughs) Well, that whole scene was pretty just strange to begin with because like these four yeah. guys it was back at the beginning of the movie yeah. but like four guys are like hey you want to ride home and she's like sure and so then they just drive her to the lake and then they i guess assumed they were gonna have whoopee time and all i was like all four of them and i'm like first of all y'all uggos second of all you just met her and you're just like at a lake like yeah because he just like pulls her dress strap over and he goes Oops. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, okay. And she grabs a racket from the car and beats his head beats, in with yeah. it. Yeah. It was good, though. It was the, the one moment I liked her. And she stole the car. I like that she didn't even like put it in park. She just like left it. To, like, yeah. <laughs> she was just like, screw it. Who needs it? Um, you know, it's shocking that kid didn't say anything either. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, she could have come back and been like, he was trying to rape me. True. But like... But this movie is not empowering for victims. No. No. Mm. This movie's just horrible. It's dark. It's sad. We are the victims. So much, mm. like, unnecessary murder. And that's what, like, we were so yeah. tired of it by the end of it. Yeah. Unless someone in the family died. Because I would have welcomed nice. I would have welcomed that. Except the dog. <gasps> yeah. The dog, the yes. dog almost dies. Almost. Yes. But not quite. Yeah. Which is good. Because that dog was fresh. So one of the like voiceovers that Robert does is he's like, I'm going to give you 10 good reasons why I'm a good person. None of which were good. No. The neighborhood not having crime was good. Okay, that was one good reason. Okay. I thought that was pretty nice. 
is it having crime if he's murdering people? Yes. So it's having crime. But That's redundant crying. crime, yeah. <laughs> it's crime for crime. It's yeah. crime to prevent crime, but it's a worse crime than a crime that would But happened. it's like high-level crime, and as long as you have money, the government looks past that. Mm. Crime is crime. No, not if you have money. Not if you're Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, not if you're Robert De Niro. And one of the reasons he... Okay, first of all... When in one of the scenes where, because like every reason has a little video, a flashback, flashback. I was like a back flashback. (laughs) Uh, It has a flashback, and then one scene he's shown wearing pantyhose on his head that's like completely see through, and I was like, that seems ineffective, but okay. (laughs) And then um, that didn't make any sense. And then he said, "I lived outside the law, but only outlaws didn't judge me." And I was like, yeah. what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, yes, of course, if you're an outlaw, other outlaws will respect you. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't. And then he had one that was brutal but funny. He was like, I don't hurt people for no good reason or for no reason. Yeah. Because when I have a reason, I get it all out of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I was like, even still, you could try literally anything else other than murder, <laughs> but okay. Uh, oh, I did write that. Okay, I wrote that down. He says, I don't like to cause pain for no reason yeah. because all my sadistic urges are satisfied when I cause pain for a good reason. That's what it was, yeah. But he never has a good reason for causing people no, pain he throughout the entire movie. I mean, yes, there is like multiple legal issues with the fact that the water is brown, but even still, that's not a reason to murder. No. And so... Robert says later on when he and Michelle like almost make like living room whoopee, he's like, all these supermarkets going up and smoke everywhere we go. And I was like, okay, well then Michelle got, there is one thing she's doing and that's just causing supermarkets to blow up everywhere because they don't have a peanut butter. I know, no wonder no one has peanut butter because (laughs) everything's just blowing up for her. And then they have the barbecue and that whole thing was just, weird so much like she really turned on her brooklyn accent for yes she threatened one lady's life for stealing like two spoons i liked that scene i did like that she's like you're gonna put those back yeah because the lady was a klepto yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then robert spent like pretty much i would say like probably half an hour or was in the his writing area for a while when the party had started Mm -hmm. and so then he finally comes around um, after having like a unnecessary heart to heart with his daughter, who's like, "You're such a good dad." Yeah, and it wasn't even good. No. She's just like, "Yeah, go make burgers." Yeah, <laughs> and so then he gets like the world's tiniest grill out to cook like three burgers, and I'm like, "You've got like a hundred people here." It hurt my soul because like the wood and stuff was touching the grill, mm-hmm. and like your burgers are gonna get in there. It was real sad. That's what they tried to tell him, and he wanted to murder all of them. Yeah. They should have murdered him. They should have. If I had been forced to Crimes wait. against humanity. True. Hunger? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hunger is a real crime. Especially at a sad barbecue where you're promised burgers and someone uses ditzy little grill that can cook like three burgers at a time. You need to pull out the big grill. Yeah. But Robert makes many poor choices in this movie. Number and one being in this movie. Yes, number one being in this movie. And I'm... It's still, like, Tommy Lee Jones shows up to the barbecue, and there are, like, dozens upon dozens of people here. And I still can't get over the fact that he thought this was a good idea. It was a horrible idea. He even has the people across the road show up. Yeah, which is, and they show up in, like, Hawaiian shirts, and nothing screams more American than a tacky Hawaiian shirt. I know, I thought they were supposed to be, like, the gay couple that also moved Uh, in. Ah, true. (laughs) Because he was like, you guys should come, and I was like, so is that going to be, like, their cover? But, I mean, like, I don't know if people really even talk to them that much, so. I don't know. But the whole barbecue really got under my skin. And then it's now like 53 minutes into the movie where we get a smidge of what's going on. So Robert yeah. apparently snitched on someone. And then like Spy Kids man came around to like try and hunt him down. But like it, it's still very vague and we don't really know anything about what's going on. Yeah, I think he snitched on pretty much everybody he knew. And the the boss or whoever sent the the spy kids guy after him. But we don't even know what he snitched on. No, or like no. snitched about or like why? Well, I think it was more like he got caught doing something, and they say, "Look, we'll either put you in jail, 
Okay. Where you can give us everyone's name you know and we'll put you in the I wish they, we would have been able to see that, though. Yeah, that yeah, so would have been better. a good intro. It would have been nice to just have information. Yes. I know that's a lot to ask from a movie, but... Mm, to inform us. I know. It's such a stretch, but it, it just would have been <laughs> nice. And at this point, I want to know how long the family's gone on with brown water. Like, was that a day one thing, you know? Because yeah. I'm guessing it was. I think so. Because that's also concerning. <laughs> and Robert goes over to the mayor's office to talk about the issue. The mayor is also chill about having brown water. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, it is what it is. It's our water. We drink it. And he told Robert, I think, about like the plant or something. Yeah. Because then Robert goes to the guy at the plant, or speaks to the guy at the plant, drags him behind his car. And then he blows up the plant later. Then back at school, Mole Kid has to write for the newspaper, and he writes, like, this little, like, thing about being good enough, and, like, he wrote the joke down wrong. Oh, did he? Did, yeah. I'm pretty sure he did, right? Yeah. Okay, because, like, the joke, he, the joke goes back to the barbecue that Robert De Niro has flashbacks about. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. And, like, one of the guys was, like, I guess someone's last name was, or there was an opera called, yeah. like, Gudnov. And he was like, oh, if it's good enough for me, it's good enough for you. Yeah. And then the way he, Mole Kid wrote the joke was, if it's good enough for you, it's good enough uh, for me. And I was like, you literally, that's, that's <laughs> not the not joke. <laughs> and then, like, the most far-fetched part of this whole movie it, is, is that... It makes it all the way so, back to prison. Yeah. Oh, my. This here, student yeah, newspaper... Um, accidentally gets all the way into this American prison mm-hmm. and specifically yeah. to this one guy cell that's the mafia part. Is it a student newspaper though? I think it's... Yes. A, but I think it goes to, to the, the town. Whole, yeah. Because they're such a small town like the school maybe runs the newspaper. Okay. Because I was like is this kid like a literal transfer student who's been here for like two months just writing for the town paper now? No. I think it was the school paper. Because okay. Because what happens is one kid's mom is like, hey, husband, look at the paper your kid wrote. It's got a story. And he's like, oh, cool. I'll take it on the plane with me to America when I go on business. He leaves it on the plane. It gets thrown in the trash. Some guy at the recycling facility hides his Dirty naked magazine, magazine in it, mm-hmm. takes it home. His roommate is given alcohol to his uncle in jail and wraps the bottle in that paper. Mm-hmm. And then once it gets to jail, the guy sitting across from him is like, hey, is this French? Because he cares for some reason. I don't know. And then he's like, yeah. And, and it just so happens that the guy who's in jail is the guy who got the finger from the beginning of the movie. And made the joke. And made the joke. Cause and then he remembers the joke. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, that's... We definitely... Like, this is yoga. Like, we stretch in real hard here. <laughs> yes. And he realizes it and he's like okay well now we know where he's at yeah but it was just so bogus it was such crap i was like no never gonna happen it would never happen but that is this movie (laughs) and especially not on like the first time the kid's written for the paper yeah if he had been there like 20 years and had been writing for the paper for 20 years maybe yeah Mm -hmm. but the first time he writes for the paper it's a stretch yeah Definitely like, if someone, strange. like, found it, like, on the trash outside and, like, remembered that joke and they, like, maybe took it back to the boss, that would have been a little bit more yeah. believable, yeah. but mm-hmm. not but by much. But in the boss's hands. Yeah, literally, and it is, no, it's too much. And so, then I also want to know, does Belle Ho ever do anything than wear just short dresses? Because all she does is nope. wear short dresses throughout yep. the entire movie. Yep. Wear short dresses and play victim. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And have sex with the teacher in his office. Or Whoopi, sorry, Whoopi, John. Sorry. Yeah, John. Gosh, Language. you can't keep slipping up like <laughs> I didn't watch this episode. But, that's okay. All is forgiven. We got our one. We're still PG. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, like, she's completely, un- like, not concerned at all about what could happen to her teacher. Because, like, if word got out about the fact that, like, this student teacher is, like, whoopying students, like, <laughs> I guess, like... <laughs> Like, yeah, does she not has, care? Has pills for him. Yeah, so him. I mean, like, she would know something. But well, I, I mean, that's being glorified in media now. Yeah, yeah I mean, Riverdale. There's also Riverdale, a show there's on that movie, The Teacher. Oh, A Teacher, yeah, yeah, the show, yeah. Okay. It all started with the family. So this is where it all, well, probably happened in real life, and then it happened yeah. with this movie. <laughs> or actually, no, Life Imitates Art. It probably started with the movie. <laughs> um, 
And so at this point, I would like to posit the question that I feel like is very important. Are we supposed to like and support and root for this family? I think we're supposed to like Robert Domingo. And I think that's it. I don't... Because his wife doesn't really do anything. No. The daughter's just a hoe. Yeah. And the son's just... He wants to be a mafia man. Yeah. Because I don't like... I like Michelle the most because she does the least. Yes, she blows up part of a grocery store. She blows up one grocery store. That could be... Oh, no. I mean, she went to confession. It's okay now, but... She terrified one pastor. She did. And she's, like, friends with, like, the guys across the street, hangs out Mm. with them, but, like... She's nice, you know? I think we're supposed to like them, but we shouldn't. I think we're supposed to like them because I think they're supposed to be complex characters, and they're not. Especially yeah. the daughter. She is not. She is. Uh, hate. Like, like yeah, she looks sweet and punches people, but that's not like a yeah. complex character. Yeah. Because other than the main character guy from Moose, the movie, I have never detested characters. What was so wrong with Moose guy? Remember, I. He was his facial expressions boy, I know. were. His name was Zach. Right. I don't know what I It was. Now. Good yeah, memory, that Ryan. That was good. Yeah, we can watch it yeah. after. Oh <laughs> my god. He was just like so like his he face was, very, was so yeah. awful. That's fair. But like I don't like anyone in this movie. No one is likable. I don't want to cheer for anyone. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. The only thing I want to come from this movie is the book that Robert De Niro wrote. I want yes. to read it. I yes. want to know what actually happened. Well, because that was the whole point of the book. He was like, I'm going to tell you the truth. And we never get And we never, and we never even no. get, yeah, we never get told the truth. No. Is Tommy Lee Jones the only good guy in this movie? The two guys across the street. Yeah, and them. Um, are they the only good guys? Because this family isn't the good guys. That we care about, besides neighbors. The poor priest. The priest. The priest, too. Yeah. Okay. Besides, he turned away someone from helping with charity. But, like, other than that, he's a nice guy. Yeah. But he also thought she was, like, a demon. Yeah. And the poor neighbor that gets shot. Yeah, like, the poor... There's oh, yeah. So much unnecessary death, and yeah. I don't think it helped the plot. They rocket launcher the house. It was a pretty house, too. And it didn't burst into flames, no. which I had a beef with. I was like, this just took a like rocket to the house, and it's still uh, there, and yeah. it's fine. Should we start talking about that? Because I don't think much else happens. Okay, yeah, let's I jump guess he to goes that. to the movie. Okay, you, yeah. which is so, good yeah. fellas, which is funny. Robert De Niro <laughs> is invited to come speak at like a film critic society, and they're yeah. going to talk about. I was confused because like, uh, I thought it was like the neighborhood dads all getting yeah, together watching movies. Yeah, that's what movies. I thought it was too. And then he's in like a conference hall with just people everywhere. Like the room is packed. Mm-hmm. It's a huge room full of like people from all over the town. Tommy Lee Jones. Let's this happen. Like, I'm sure he investigated and found out this was a real deal mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, well, Robert De Niro you, was using Tommy Lee Jones as like a, like, um, what's it called? Buffer? Maybe, or... because um, he was blowing up the factory thing at that yeah. time. Oh, so, right, right. Yeah, a cover. A cover. That's cover. What a cover. So he's yeah. like, yeah, Tommy Alibi. Lee, come with me so you don't think I blew that thing up. Because um, Tommy Lee even says that when they pull up to the house later. He's like, yeah, your alibi was too tight. That's yeah. what I don't like. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But he's like, if you had anything to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just very upsetting because like he immediately says yes. Mm-hmm. And then Michelle was like, don't expect me to be there. And I was like, yeah, Michelle, you've got better things to do. But Goodfellas is a great movie. It is. Well, it wasn't the original movie that they were going to be yeah. watching. No, they were supposed to watch some weird movie. Like some Frank Sinatra movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I don't know why Tommy Lee Jones let this happen. But he did. So now he's going to speak at this film society. Meanwhile, um, Mole Kid was brought in after school to, like, before, like, with, I like, guess, criminal like... criminal charges. Yeah, with, like, 30 <laughs> criminal charges of, like, pretty much everything in the like book. It was, like, assault, battery, yeah. theft. Yeah. Bribery. Yes. Yeah. Complaints teachers, from teachers, parents, students, students, and parents. <laughs> and so he gets home, and he's like, I'm going to run away. And Belle's like, well, I'm going to Paris to be with my love because... Yeah. She gets a phone call from math tutor guy, and he's just like, oh, well, you know, like... It was a good experience. Yeah, and it was like, it was nice taking advantage of you for, like, this yeah. one-time thing, but, you know, other than that, we don't need to do this again. Bye. See ya. And she's like, okay, time to kill myself. And she's <laughs> like, okay, see you later. She goes to the church, 
Who's the chick that she smacks in the head? I was wondering so about that she's too. She's one of the popular girls in the beginning, but we've never like established their friends and like she just like hanging out with her randomly. Okay. I got confused. I thought it was Math Teacher's like girlfriend or something. No, I thought it was the girl who stole her pencil case from and then Well, I'm sure she's still in the hospital because she was beat. She was beat up in the bathroom, that's right. For a pencil case that ugly. was ugly. <laughs> it didn't look like it fit any pencils. No. No. But, you know. It's where she kept all the panties she put in teacher's jackets. True. <laughs> and where she got the stuff from the nurse. So yeah, that's, true. that's probably, that's why she wanted it so bad. So she runs to the steeple so she can go and throw herself off of it. Which, and how'd she get up there? I know. I was like, I want to interesting. It's okay. Great. It looks nice. And then she, she has a phone, right? She calls she someone. She calls him. The she's math like, guy. Yeah, she's oh, like, I'm going right. to join you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's still living, but okay. <laughs> And so then she sees a car go by because at this point, Spy Kids Man has his whole in, team there. Yeah, his whole team has come to the town. Freck Mole Kid sees him get off the train. Yes. And it's like that. And that was the best people. piece of acting in probably the whole movie when he's like sitting there and he just like starts crying. Mm-hmm. But like, this whole they didn't together. even look at him. No. no. Which I'm like, half of your problem would have been solved there if you just looked at the kid. Well, because hey. like. <laughs> It even shows, like, in flashbacks, he's sitting at the table with all these people. To be fair, he was really young. Yeah, but, like... They Maybe have, they've been on the road They would have, like, years. an idea, That's I feel, yeah. you know, but what... And then they killed, like, <laughs> the Hey, look cops. at this random Brooklyn kid in, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. Normandy. <laughs> oh, that's just, uh, that's what, that's how it is here. <laughs> but they yeah. do, they go and, like, kill police. They kill people at the fire station. They so kill they, anybody there, do they? Yeah, they yeah, killed they the, killed the they guy that's there. Guy? Yeah. yeah, and they popped all the fire truck tires. So and... that there could be no backup. Yeah. Which was, which was, was smart, smart, but... So unneeded. mean. Like, I don't root for anyone in this movie. I didn't either. Tommy Lee. Tommy yeah, true. Guys. Tommy Lee and... The two Michelle guys. a little bit. Okay. And, and yeah, the two guys they across the die. street. They, di- they did die too, because then Michelle is like over with the guys across the street and they get a call from Tommy Lee Jones and he's like yeah we need to evacuate tonight because Robert De Niro's caused a scene yeah. at the Film Critics <laughs> Society cause she's like did the thing go bad and the two guys are like it went terrible and then we cut to them and like the whole audience is cheering for him <laughs> cause what happened is Goodfellas came on and they're like maybe you know a thing or two about the mafia I oh. already <laughs> knows a lot about the mafia and so he goes into like a whole story there to talk about the mafia and so then they're like, okay, we got to get you out because your cover's completely blown now. Mm-hmm. And on his way home, people show up at the house and Michelle watches. And she's like, I don't know where the kids are. And Mole Kid is trying to get back home because he tried calling the house from a payphone and didn't uh, his mom didn't answer the phone in time. Because nobody was there. Because no one else was at the house. Also, at this point, the, the fertilizer plant has blown up. Yes. That was leaking into the water. Yes. And so Robert De Niro runs the tap and is like, ah, oh, clear water. That's all we needed. <laughs> His house take, takes a rocket launcher to the structure and is still standing. He escapes somehow. I think he I gets guess. flown out. He gets flown out with the dog and they're and under The dog rubble. lives too, which is important. Which is good. The dog is very important. Yes. And then I think they're Robert getting... tries coming across the street to find Michelle. Yeah, because, so Michelle and the two witness protection guys try and escape. They get shot when they open up the back door. Mm -hmm. By a guy named Bernie. Bernie. Yes. Who then comes in and is like, I gotta kill you too. Because he knows Michelle. Yeah, he's like, hey Maggie, hey Bernie. (laughs) I like that dialogue, I have to say. He's like, nice to see you again. It's like, we don't have to make this any more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna rape you before I kill you. Yeah, Yeah. I was like really dark okay and Robert De Niro comes in and he like tackles a guy to the ground Mm -hmm. and then Michelle grabs a knife has her crazy crawl scene where she's just crawling on the floor for no reason the other mafia guys are getting ready to shoot the dog which was a big debate which I like which I think really solidified that they are the villains no the one guy's the good guy the guy that was like don't shoot the dog we don't need to shoot the dog Mm -hmm. and the other guy's like no witnesses yeah (laughs) because a dog is a witness and then the daughter shoots one of them she does Mm -hmm. does she shoot dog guy no, I don't she know. just shoots a random person. Because the dog attacks the guy that wanted to kill him. Oh, yeah. That's true. And then, so Bell Ho shoots someone. And then Mole Kid is like, oh, I'm tough and cool. I can get guns. 
So he brings like two like automatic rifles or something and he shoots like one bullet and it like takes it out of him so much that he just like crumples against the back of the car. <laughs> no, that was a shotgun. That was the shotgun. Okay. So he's already emptied both his sub or submachine guns at this point, but a guy's running at him, so he pulls a shotgun out. And yeah, okay. he does just collapse against yeah, the back And I'm of just the like, okay. I liked that though, because the shotgun can't take it out of you, especially if you're not ready for especially it. Especially if it's a sawed off, which I think it was. So I had to watch this scene twice because I was like, Oh, someone shot him and he's dead. Oh, which well, because like, he did like just crumble. Yeah, like, not yeah so I was like, <laughs> oh, what happened? Because then Belle tried to like grab him and drag him along, yeah. and then she ditched him. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, good because he deserved to die. <laughs> um, and then Spy Kids guy doesn't even go after the sun. I'm like, he's literally yeah, right he there, past the sun. Yeah, and I was just, like, you could have killed him right then and there. And, and then, then Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, our angel, saves yes. the day. Unfortunately. Yeah, he runs over Spike Kids guy because uh, he was chasing after Belle. And then the end of the movie is them driving off and Robert oh, saying yeah. our family's more closer than it's ever been, which is the biggest lie in the world. And scene. Thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because the movie had trash and it's and it was long. long. It, was it was like, like two hours i think like I think 13 so. it yeah. was a little it was two hours and change we almost gave up halfway through <laughs> it's on netflix don't watch it i mean i watched like i didn't even i don't think i've ever watched except maybe mr wrong <laughs> like any of our movies in a full sitting uh, we watch i have to pause <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually pause and get up or like i split it between two nights because i just can't so you're even worse than her at watching yeah. bad movies. <laughs> i have to stop i i have to pace myself i think Maybe Mr. Wrong was the only one where I, like, watched it in a yeah, full sitting. Yeah, we watched them all in one sitting, and usually back-to-back. <laughs> Lord, power to you guys. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of this. I, I underestimate how valuable a contribution <laughs> you give. Um, but before we move on, is there anything that you feel like we missed? Um, I don't believe so. As long as the viewers or listeners, I guess, know not to watch this movie. Yes, yes. Oh, one thing I just saw. There is so much bad writing in this movie. Yes. because Well, first of all, because dialogue sucks. But also, whenever they're lazy, they just have Robert De Niro drop an F-bomb. Then they're like, yeah. oh, and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they just use the F-bomb all the time. And I'm like, that's just bad writing because you don't know what else to say. And you just think that's like funny. And they even try and like... Justify. Justify. Yeah. Because the son's like, oh my gosh, dad can say so much with one F-bomb. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, no. no. But okay. Uh, but yeah, okay. Just want to get that out there. Um, all right. We will be back with a segment of Factor Fiction and All Sides. Welcome back, everyone. It is time for a special segment uh occasionally on imdb there's background information on the movie and how it was made and little factoids about what happened on set so it is time for a segment of factor fiction we have reigning champ ryan and underdog john here we are gonna see what's gonna happen because anything can happen in season two no it can't <laughs> we never know i'm just gonna copy ryan's answer. okay all right well i'll take his time thing. you say that a lot and then you never do <laughs> Usually, like, for the first two, you're like, yeah, I'll do it. And and then you question my brilliance. Well. However flawed it may be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This movie is based on a book. Fiction, because it wasn't in the credits. Fact. It is based on a book. What? The book is called Malavita, which is the name in of the, the dog, dog in yeah. the movie. It wasn't in the is it from the dog's perspective? Because that would be the only <laughs> I don't know. That would be amazing if it was from the dog's he perspective. He just said, I smell, but it's that body in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> this is Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer's second time working together. Fiction, it's their third. Fiction. It is their third, actually. <gasps> yeah. So I it is an extra fiction. point. Um, afraid not. <laughs> <laughs> but it is their third time working together. They were in a movie called... Oh, dang, I forgot. I have it on my list on Netflix. They were in that movie. <laughs> then they... I can't that even remember where the other ones are. <laughs> um, but they... Eventually, they would do a fourth production together um, called The Wizard of Lies. That was a special on HBO about 
like the first guy who ever did a Ponzi scheme or something. No. I think I can't remember for sure. No. I remember seeing her go on Jimmy Fallon for it. But that's another day. <laughs> this movie is Robert De Niro's 87th film made. Fact. Fact, because Ryan said fact. Fiction. No! <laughs> it's his 96th movie Holy ever made. You would be that horrible teacher that changes like the tiniest fact on like a yeah. true <laughs> Well, it's hard to think of stuff sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what to make up. So I'm going to take the facts and just change it a little bit. Uh, Michelle worked on this movie because she wanted to do a film with Robert De Niro. Fiction, because they'd already done a film together. Fact, Aww. because in the other two movies they had done together, they didn't have scenes together. Oh. So that's why she wanted to do this movie. Darn. I have one point. Yeah. I'm so good. How many do you have? Three. three. Oh, okay. <laughs> you still have, you have three more questions, so you could oh, okay. potentially win. When, uh, oh wait, uh, more than 500 actors auditioned for Warren Blake's role, that's the son, Mold Kid. Fact. That's a fact. More than 500 actors auditioned for it. You have to get the next two wrong. <laughs> when John, <laughs> I'll take a tie. <laughs> when John DeLeo, who is the son, first showed up on set, he thought Michelle Pfeiffer was the makeup girl. Fact. Fiction. Fiction. No. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> I wouldn't have recognized. That's because you're not. You're not cultured. <laughs> <laughs> he thought Diana Agron, who plays his sister, sister was the makeup girl. That would have been so funny, though. Like, hey, are you my makeup person? Yeah. <laughs> That's Michelle funny, because she was more relevant at the time, too. Mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer? No, the other girl, because she was in Glee. She was on Glee. Uh, and so... He should have known. He should have known. Yeah. I didn't watch Glee. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, I know about Jane Lynch memes from yes. Glee. I don't know who that is. You know who Jane, Jane Lynch, Lynch is. She's the gym teacher. Oh, I love she her. She does celebrity game night, I think. I don't know, but oh, I love her. Yeah, I'm not sure he never knows. Okay. I don't know her name. I just Jane like her. Lynch is cool. <laughs> um, she should come on sometime. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Albeit as an executive producer, this is the first time Martin Scorsese has worked with Robert De Niro on a feature film since Shark Tale in 2004. Who was Robert De Niro? He was shark one of the sharks. Tale. He was the main shark. I never watched Shark Tale. <gasps> Gosh. Uh, what I say? Uncultured. <laughs> yes. Uh, fact, because I don't remember the question. Fiction. Okay. Fact. Hey! So, I'm still losing. So yeah, they hadn't worked together since that movie. But yeah, okay. I um, lost by one. You lost by two. You were bad at counting. I lost <laughs> by one. <laughs> All right, well... You know, next time we may do another segment of Fact of Fiction. So John still has a shot, you know. You never know what's going to happen. I'm going to uh, lose. No, I mean, it could happen. It could happen, it could happen one day. History you know. repeats itself. <laughs> uh, and so speaking of repeating ourselves, it's time to do a... Se- well, I don't... That was a bad segue. Well, we do it all the time. <laughs> uh, it's time for a segment of All Sides, a segment dedicated to one, two, three, four, five star reviews from Amazon.com, where the best critics go for their reviewing process. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you guys want to guess the percentage of five star ratings for this movie? 46. Okay. 43. 70. Oh. 70%. Um, I was pretty shocked about that. Yeah. Not going to lie. Some people fall asleep during movies and just assume they're good. And, yeah, they're just like, fever dream. That was great. But <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, so these are word for word. We didn't change anything. So if it sounds like crap, it's because it is. Our first, speaking of crap, this is a good segue. Our <laughs> one-star review is called Crap nice. by MK. How could De Niro and Pfeiffer agree to do such a terrible movie? I love these two, but this movie was just stupid. Stupid with a capital S, by the way. And the chick playing the daughter should have been killed off in the first scene. Yes. Done. Waste of twelve ninety nine or however much I threw away oh for gosh. this shitty flick. <laughs> it's on Netflix, bud. I know. I was like $13. I guess he bought like the... The DVD. I know, or the HD version. Um, I'd be mad too. I would be greatly distraught. Uh, John, would you like to read our two star review? I would be honored. Two stars. I want my movies back. By, <laughs> by Heather Busey. I'm disappointed. I love this movie and I downloaded it to my prime movie selection, but a few months ago it disappeared. So did a bunch of other movies that I bought and downloaded. But then movies I didn't buy showed up like the Lego movie, Jason Bourne, and the female Ghostbusters. I'm kind of pissed. I'd like to say she upgraded. Lego yeah. movie's great. Yeah, like those movies are good. Like Any movie's better than this. Prime yeah. did you a favor. <laughs> yeah. They said, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, this 
isn't even a review about the movie. No, it's, it's just her about Amazon. Amazon. It's just about Amazon Prime. But <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, the people need to know. Uh, Ryan, would you like to read our three-star review? I would love to. Three stars, not a great by Melissa Collin. Don't remember watching, not a great sign. So you gave it three stars? I know. I was like, you don't need, why would you go and rate a movie you don't even remember? Honestly, if I fell asleep during a movie and like had a good nap, I'd be like, four stars. Good, <laughs> good source material. All right. Our four star review is Funny, Dark, and Satisfying by Carol from Tempe. Is she like okay? Name. I hope she is. <laughs> When you have some pent-up rage, watch this movie. We all feel powerless at times, bullied by our idiot boss or even our bratty kids. When you've had enough and feel a bit vengeful, this is the movie for you. It is a dark comedy, and I laughed and I, and I laughed when I know God would not be happy that I did. It's also a movie for those of us who appreciate the intellect, intuition, and loyalty of dogs. <laughs> I didn't watch the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we... I think she watched a different movie. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, wor- I'm worried... I'm about this worried lady. about her house. I'm worried about this lady's boss. I'm worried about the people in her life in general. <laughs> I Like, we need to find out if she lives near any schools. Ooh. Like, this, like, police need to investigate. She needs coping skills. This movie is not a coping skill. It's not don't a coping skill. It's not. It could be. It ain't. Okay. Um, okay, five stars. Would you read, John? Be careful with the title. Because <laughs> the first time I read it, I was like, edgy title. And then I was like, no, that's not what it is. So, the title, how I first read it, Fajija Booted. <laughs> <laughs> what the title actually is, forget about it. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> by Arthur Joe Holt. I have no recollection of this movie at this time. <laughs> but five stars. He forgot, he forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it's Italian, I guess, or Jersey for him to... He just saw Robert De Niro in it. Maybe he just wanted people to see his pun. <laughs> he did. That's really what he wanted it to be. Um, okay, so... Would you... I think I know the answer, but would you recommend this movie? No. And what... We're on our list. Where would you put it? Low. <laughs> uh, sleepover level. Okay. I'd say it's, I know technically we didn't do it on this podcast, but it's equal to term life. Okay. We did yeah. it on this podcast, didn't no, we? No, it was on. It was the first season. It was our first episode. Yeah, oh, was it? it was um, oh, Zoom Gangster Zoom Squad. Wasn't. Okay. Oh, Zoom, and then Gangster yeah. Squad. Okay, lost. yeah. Equal to term life and just the absolute terrible. Yeah. yeah. That's, I almost That's forgot favorite. that we ever watched term I'm life. Sorry, I brought it <laughs> These movies are very similar. Yeah, I would say this is a perfect comparison for Term Life and yeah. um, crappiness. Mm-hmm. I did forget about that movie. Def don't recommend. No. Um, no matter how much you like Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah, There's no matter. There's 84 other ones you can pick from. Yeah. You can pick one of those. I mean, watch... Watch Meet the Family. What's that? True. Uh, it's Robert De Niro, Ben it. Stiller. You have or Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents. Yeah, Meet the oh, Parents. Oh, no, I've not seen that. Meet the Family is the second one. No, meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers. And then it's Little Fockers. Yeah. That was bad. I haven't seen that one. Was it bad? It was just not good. I've seen Meet the Fockers. I've never seen Meet the Parents. Parents. I saw part of Meet the Fockers and part of Meet the Parents. Meet the Fockers is hysterical. Yeah, Yeah, watch that, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's our recommendation. Yeah, he's, um, he plays a CIA agent and he's like... Ben Stiller. <laughs> ben Stiller is like wanting to marry his daughter. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I say it's been a while. That's the movie. Um, but okay. Time for closing announcements. Thanks for tuning in to the Rose and Toast podcast. If you noticed anything in the movie that we didn't cover, or if you'd like to suggest a movie for us, you can reach us at roastandtoastpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. New episodes drop every other Tuesday. Tune in next time when we dig into the movie Bats from Yay. 1999. I'm Jordan. I'm John. And I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening. Stay good, everybody.